Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. This week, once again, it's brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal. Heaps Normal, non-alcoholic beer that fucking tastes good. Tastes real good, Heggy. Oh, the best. I've been watching some Olympics. I'm surprised they're not having a few poolside when they're given their sharkers, which I've seen a fair bit of from the Aussies. Well, you know who's gotten right into it, and that is my 10-day-old son. He's fucking smashed him because uh, he's not allowed to have solids yet. So we've just got him on the heaps normals. There's no alcohol in it, so he's good to go. Great. He's all right on the ring, Paul? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's working those. Huh? He's got pretty strong forearms so far. And if he just to keep his head straight in the cot at night, I just put one on either side of his head. Beauty. You know, it's nice and cooling. Keeps him cool. Yeah. After he's been on the tit for a while, he can be a bit hot. So a couple of cold heaps normals on his ears. Good on him. That could be the new ad. That'll be on a billboard, a baby with a heaps normal attached <laughs> to either side. <laughs> the entry-level beer helmet. Fuck, they're good. I've been smashing them. It's nice. It is, uh, as I said, not not on the booze yet. These uh, these newborn babies. This one's actually sleeping all right. Oh, yeah. Credit to the boy. Full credit. Full credit to the boy. It's the two-and-a-half-year-old that we just thought, you'll fit into our lives and we won't make any adjustments. No. Uh, we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's still sleeping like a cunt. But the new bloke, good stuff. So heaps normal. That's what we're getting at. Thanks for everybody that's bought him so far and send us messages with photos of you getting stuck into him. And I can't stress it out. I've had to write this message a few times on Instaheggy. I don't know if you've seen it. Somebody said, what's that, 65 for a slab? I said, yeah, yeah, more expensive up front, save on the back end. What, of your life? Yeah. Being a bit longer. Well, you're not going to need cab money. You can just drive home you, or drive wherever you want. You don't need a kebab because you're still sober. There's going to be no $300 withdrawal at 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning. None of that. Oh, yeah. You don't drive your wife and kids out of your life. <laughs> Keep your family around you. <laughs> don't wake up with glitter on you. And your wife going, what's this? None of that. <laughs> So get into the heaps normals. Sure, 60-odd bucks up front, life-changing in the back, all right? Get in. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not at the this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midflight Brawl. Any tip rate can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Sleeping heaps? Baggy eyes? I'm all right. Well, we ju- we just found out down here in uh, in Victoria that uh, our restrictions are being lifted. Oh, good for you. But I just want to let you know, Heggy, that um, there was this message in uh, on the ABC News blog, Hi all in Sydney, just putting it out there that all of us in Melbourne know what you're going through. Stay safe, be strong, and you'll get through this. Love from Melbourne. Woke up this morning. I suddenly realised we're all in this together. We're all in it together, Heggy. Jesus I Christ. I started smiling because you were smiling and we're all in this together. Oh. <laughs> How's another one? Just a big virtual hug to everyone currently in lockdown, particularly in New South Wales. We know it's hard watching numbers not moving in the right direction, blah, blah, blah. Try to limit how much COVID-related news you consume if your mood is being affected and stay strong. And that was from Victorian Toddler Mum. Woke up this morning, I suddenly realised we're all in this together. No, we're not. 
the fucking ABC blog, I just, I thought they were, I'm, I think we've brought it up before, I just want the news. Oh, they used to employ journalists there. Yeah. Now what are they? Bloggers. Yuck. Now adults ask other, other adults for an emergency cute. Yeah, fuck me. And someone puts up a photo of a fucking hamster or something. Shut up, cunt. How many people are on incubators? Shouldn't be allowed to work there until you're about 35, I reckon. There's no, there's no proper actual adults sending out virtual hugs to other states. I said incubator. Insane. I don't mean incubator. Imagine that. What's the one I mean? Fuck, I haven't had enough sleep. Ventilator. Oh, the respirator. Respirator. <laughs> I said incubator. Fucking hell. A little Bane Marie. <laughs> oh, geez. That'll get brought up. You can't get angry and then get a word wrong at the end. Never helps. It's like the people at those at the the COVID marches with misspelled words on the signs. Never a good look. Oh yeah, it's not a great look. But that's how people get people. That's what I do to make a difference and a positive difference to the world. Is I hunt down bigots online and correct their grammar. Oh. I feel like I'm doing a bang up job. Do you think that's ever turned someone around? Like they've just written a fucking foul message and then somebody underneath has corrected them that they've used the wrong there. Do you think they ever go, ah, you got me? No. Nah. Oh, it's it's happened to me, never with the wrong there because I've never done that, but with other things, yes. He's going, fuck, he did get me a little prick. It doesn't make me change my mind, not nah. at all. Once an anti-vaxxer, always an anti-vaxxer. Well, mate, I just wanted to let you know that we are all in this together. Um, well, not really. I'm about to go to the pub later on. Just got a message from uh, Welcome Stranger, 11.59 oh, p.m. The, yeah, back. so did I. <laughs> I got the I got the welcome stranger email. I was going to tell you, welcome stranger, one of the worst pubs in the world on Burke Street in Melbourne. It is fucking horrendous. But Heggy and I go there during Melbourne back. Melbourne Comedy Festival. <laughs> oh, it's great. There's no uh, there's no fucking brown noses getting around. Well, you don't see anyone you know there unless you invite them. Great place. Yeah, but uh, all of this together, absolutely not. Last year it was definitely not. I didn't feel the same way. So plus. You mob are all going, oh, you will never, ever know what this feels like. You're all fucking, it, of course, we did it, but just for less time. Grow up. I know exactly what it feels like. <laughs> Stop sending out virtual hugs and singing Imagine on your computers. It's <laughs> disgusting. Somebody did want to let you know, Heggy, that uh, it may make you feel a little bit better. Yeah. From G underscore hop, Dave on Instagram said, maybe tell Heggy that KT26 is a half price at Big W at the moment. Oh yeah, I know, but um, I've I've they haven't put out a new color for literally over two years. They've really dropped the ball there, so I'm up to date with my colors. Have they blamed COVID at the KT26 factory for? <laughs> I assume so. COVID, sorry, we're stuff. We've all gone colorblind in, in here. We're just producing the green with the the khaki with the white stripe. They all look the same to us. It's COVID. Can't smell them. <laughs> you love a KT26. How many uh, how many pairs you got? Oh, probably five or six, but like that—that that includes my steel caps and my mowing ones, and the ones I take to the park in the morning with the dog that get wet all the time. So, probably three pair I'd wear out. Yeah, ripper. So not over the top. It's a twenty-dollar shoe. It's fine. Well, half price now, even cheaper. Get amongst it. No, that is half price. Thirty-nine bucks. Did get RRP. a message <laughs> message too the other week. Uh, a listener was on a flight, Cairns to Melbourne, on a Jetstar flight. Apparently, a lady. Just started smoking pot halfway through, try to fight people, Sick. got arrested at right. the other end. He let us know and said, watch out for this in the news. Has not has not turned up in the news and it does have me thinking about how many unreported mid-flight brawls there must be. Oh, thousands. Like that's, that's probably newsworthy. That's a pretty good little scoop. Yeah. But I think news crews aren't allowed at the airport probably now. I don't know. COVID. They're not really on the lookout for that. Got to do something big. That's pretty good though. Go to a there's a pub in Achuca in uh, country Victoria. They just stayed open during the lockdown. Told everyone to fuck off. Oh yeah, the cops turned up and they still had regulars and stuff coming in. Yeah, so they can't afford to close it. What was the outcome? I don't know what thin margin you're running on when opening the door for a few lunatics to come in and have pots of Carlton draft and a Palmer. If that, yeah, like surely turning on the deep fryer for the Palmer is going <laughs> to and pouring those pots. <laughs> That, that's not keeping you above. I don't know, man. I think most businesses are trading insolvent. Like it took about a day for comedians to start begging for cash, but they're a bunch of losers. But even even beyond that, most businesses are like, fuck, I've only got two weeks and then I can't pay the rent. 
that's that's a very thin thin line to to operate on. But thankfully, Jeff Bezos went to space for fucking six minutes or whatever. So yeah, makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> um, we better get stuck in, mate. Well, I'm missing Conrad. He's uh oh yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, we're hoping he does this after his shift. He's work. He's pulling about twenty hours a day at the moment. Your he's mate. responsible for the Olympics. He is my mate Conrad. Yeah, you're he's, mate. Uh, inserting the canned laughter into the games. <laughs> I was watching a little bit before we're recording this on Tuesday, Arvo. It's uh, the surfing comps on, but there's a there's like a fucking hurricane rolling in or something. The water oh, look looks pretty big, actually. Filthy. Yeah, I'll that on. Yeah, yeah, looks re- real nasty. Well, that's that's where those skills come out, I suppose. If you make something out of nothing, I'd be great if it was only big waivers who did it. I like though that it's a it's an event where you can just truly blame the conditions. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you might get a shit run of waves and then. The next person to have a surf gets a great run. Yeah. Does that does that affect it? Then you can just call Poseidon a cunt in the post match interview or whatever. Don't know. I'm sure someone's a victim somewhere. It's a main <laughs> thing. The same ones who thank God probably blame nature. So, um, who knows? The Aussie swimmer um, Titmus that won gold and her coach went fucking berserk. Oh yeah. And then great. all those people online complaining that the coach is a bit over the top and that's you know. That's probably bad. Can't even get excited now without people complaining. People complaining about that. Yeah. They're having a whinge oh, saying yeah. it was a little bit over the top and it's that sort of aggression towards the athlete. It's like, no, he just fucking needs. Jesus Christ. People won a gold medal. Look at a few old videos of Laurie Lawrence. I don't think any of those people on Twitter have ever got any medal. Oh, no. Well, oh, encouragement awards. <laughs> Participation, subway voucher. I know what yeah, that is. Fourth place medal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Olympics, they're on. They did it. We better get into this. Episode 72. Let's do it. Hey, before we kick off, can you just tell everyone uh, quickly what you just had for lunch? I know you're on your little little four-hour far. (laughs) It's lunchtime. You mentioned something. You said, what did you say you were just eating? Uh, spring rolls. Delicious, right? I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah. Love a spring roll. But then you followed it with, I made them myself. I didn't, again, this is going to be a roast chicken scenario. Didn't know it was possible. I thought all spring rolls came from the marathon factory. You thought they all come out of a deep fryer. <laughs> yeah. How, <laughs> how much sweet chili sauce was in the bowl? <laughs> yeah. Where would be lake? That's just a deep fryer. People just go down there with their baskets of chips. <laughs> Squat over the thing like people used to do with their washing, except they're just frying stuff, <laughs> nuclear waste, just boiling away. Man, it's possible to make, you're not going to believe this, yeah. anything you eat in a restaurant, you can also make. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Absolutely blown. Anyway, we'll kick it off here with... um. Makes you think, doesn't it? This, this week is, uh, we're looking at good old Northwest Airlines. Oh, which happens to be yeah. the airline of choice for the best hijacker of all time, D.B. Cooper. Ah, we've got to do an episode on this bloke. There's volumes of information and podcasts yeah. on this. Yeah. You, you know about this bloke. Yeah. Um, yeah, this unsolved incident's got heaps of shit written about it and podcasts and what have you, nothing we could add. But have a read, though. Very interesting unsolved case. Uh, 45 years of, of uh, employment of FBI and various police for nothing. Also... I love up to love as well that that was just a name made up for him. Oh yeah, yeah, he made up a name D Cooper or Dan Cooper or something, and then some bloke in the area, his name was DB, and they said, "Oh, just call him DB, and that's it." Just call him DB Cooper. Yeah, it's quite a strong name. It's got a like a seventies seventies cop show. It's like when a like when a kid at school stinks and his name's Stinky Johnson or something, <laughs> and then he leaves. Another kid turns up for years later called Johnson. He's just stinky from then on. Yeah, he can have it. <laughs> <laughs> might have great personal hygiene. Hey, you, in. you might know this with two kids that are in school. Obviously, mine aren't old enough yet. Is, is bullying still alive and well? Uh, it's moved itself online, uh, but, yeah, it's still around. But good nicknames and stuff? No, not really. Just out. No, that's all gone. The fun uh, stuff's all gone. Just the nastiness has remained oh, and been pushed underground. That's a shame. It's like prohibition, like anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's made it worse. <laughs> 
better the devil you know, as far as those things go. I, I, as a teacher, I'd much prefer to just see a kid bashing another kid. You can sort that out on the spot. Mate, there was a chick down in Melbourne the other day, a mum, uh, a wife of a former AFL player, not named, but kids at a private school, took her son's phone. She went down to the school and got her distant friends on the phone who are from a bikey gang. Yeah. And got the bikies on the phone to the kids that stole their son's phone and they said, fucking give it back in an hour, we'll come down there and kick the fuck out of you. Yeah. And uh, the phone the phone got given back and the teachers at the school were wrapped. Yeah, as they should be. They said, we can't tell the kids off anymore. So thanks for getting the bikies involved. Yeah. <laughs> bit, of, bit of tough love That's what kids fucking need. Fucking hell. It's gone, it's gone mental. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when the teachers have to rely on the bikies yeah. to do a bit of community service. <laughs> There used to be some middle ground there. Um, tell you what, when you type Northwest Airlines into Google, the pre-fill on the first seven or eight lines is flight numbers. Oh. I'll just put the kettle on when I see that. <laughs> oh, here we go. But Northwest Airlines, 620 fatalities to its name, dating back to 1938. So I assume that's just not a couple of big planes having a rough day. It's heaps of stuff. That's heaps. Oh, oh they're, they're spread out. It's probably average. 10 to 20. There's a couple of sizable sort of, you know, 50 to 100s, but not many. Yeah, they're all – I don't want to bang on about all their crashes, but they did stack all four of their Lockheeds <laughs> between 1938 and 1940. If I was in charge of that, after the third one, I'd just decommission the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> Lockheed's obviously aren't doing the job. Yeah, I'd be looking around the Northwest HQ for the fucking receipts. Yeah. Hey, you seen the Lockheed receipt? <laughs> I'm going to make a call. <laughs> Might, the, might give this fourth one back. Yeah. Straight after that, though, they, they've switched to DC-3s. And in 1941, a Northwest Douglas DC-3 had ice on the wings in Minnesota, ditched in fog and mist, 14 brown bread. Oof. Who's one survived? lone survivor. Who was that? Mr. Mr. Clarence Bates, or Captain Clarence Bates, the pilot, no less. Sick. Thrown clear of the wreckage. Imagine that. Oh, so so you shouldn't put your seatbelt on. Yeah, That's all yeah what are those? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been privy to that, those two words from 60-ish overweight alcoholic Queensland men <laughs> over the years, or just Queenslanders. Not not afraid to impart some knowledge to those types, but wide array of knowledge to a relative stranger, completely unimpeded by humility. But I was thrown clear. That's one of their classic statements. Me four best mates, they were, well, they were in seatbelts, fucking idiots, dead, a lot of them, not me. No seatbelt, I was thrown clear. There was a partner at the law firm my mum worked at for years who um, she's this le- great chick. Uh, same thing though, smashed her car and not a not a lunatic either. Like obviously a very intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Got a great career. Thrown clear through the windshield, windshield, lived. I heard that when I was 12 and thought, well. I'm not buckling up. What's this? Yeah. Fake news. Hashtag fake news about the seatbelts. Yeah. Oh, that's your first foray into into fake news, is it? Yeah. And you've gone downhill since. I don't even strap the kids in now. I just tell Charlie to hold a few soft toys and I'll hold on to the baby when we drive around. <laughs> yeah, just strap a soft toy to his forehead. Be fine. <laughs> um, throw, throw on clear types. I've all got – a lot of them have an exemption to show the cops. They're just like, oh, no, I, got any, I don't have to wear one. Oh. Cabbies, like old cabbie types. Brakes. They, they, they don't like brakes either. They've got brakes. That's what gets most people into trouble especially if you don't have the driving skills I do. Accelerate your way out of trouble. It's the only way. <laughs> yeah, don't turn against the spin. Turn into it. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down quicker. Don't, don't fight it. Yeah. We like you, water. you know all this. Like you just should intuitively know all this. Yeah. And in the in the two second, in the one-tenth of a second you got between, you know, a crash and not crashing. Um, I remember when I was about sixteen. When I when I got my L's and then just never went on to get the actual license for another fourteen years or so. You must have had the longest L's ever. Yeah, I had to refresh them a few times. Pretty sad day down at Vic Roads. Yeah. Um, but hey, my parents wanted me to do a dangerous driving course. Yeah, put an oil slick on the road and stuff. And do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just do burnouts on an oil slick. I've but seen I, it. I couldn't tell my parents, and they'll be listening to this, that any time I got into a car with friends of mine. I was a part of a dangerous driving course. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, take the course off the end of that. And that's what you're in, I reckon. Um, no seatbelt. I worked on a TV show called Australia's Worst Driver. Yeah. And it was, well, it was Australia's Worst Show, but it was, um, I nearly got killed at one of those 
courses. They just they were fucking terrible. These people, really? And yeah, you just standing with. Yeah, I was I was on props and yeah, you know, just running around like an idiot doing stuff for the show. If you showed me um, all the faces of the contestants, guess who style? You reckon I could get it yep. within three? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> Your uh, you can pick what sort of driver each and one was. Before anybody bloody fires up the blogs, Didn't say I thing. would have just picked the worst driver. Yeah. yeah. I would have picked someone with bad eyesight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Don't want to bang on about accidents all day, even though it is without doubt quite interesting. In um, in 19, one last Northwest incident, in 1990 in Pittsburgh, Ghost Dealers, two Northwest planes hit each other oh, on the runway. Right. Imagine that. Big and bigger one didn't come off as badly. That is that's quite galling. Though. That's like slamming the back of a car at the lights, thinking, "Oh well, at least their car got done worse than my shit. It's my wife's car." You just- <laughs> The um, any deaths in that one? Uh yes, there were, but uh, none on the big plane. Yeah. Small one, whose fault it was. I think they just, just you know, chucked a left instead of a right out onto the runway. Another plane was coming in, bang, or plane was taken off. I think it's the biggest um, ran over it. Biggest body count on an air crash investigations episode was two planes on a runway. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past. Maybe a Pan Am. Oh, it was huge. Massive. Was, yeah. Good air. Uh, anyway, better get to this incident, mate. I've been arsing around. Um, Northwest Airlines, if you cast your mind back to flight 206, October 22, 1994. And uh, before we go on, I've got to say, as with everything, this is all alleged. All right. So oh, yeah. just take that as a given in everything that gets said on this podcast. <laughs> In the past and the future. Um, <laughs> no more bets. <laughs> yeah. Um, San Francisco economist and columnist Julianne Malveaux, known far and wide for her hot politically charged sound bites, was uh, catching a plane from Detroit to DC. Not, not a big flight. And she wanted a bit of shut eye, no doubt, tuck it out from a full schedule, which then included being on a, a morning. TV talk show in Washington. Oh, so that's the way, isn't it? One minute you're a you're a hard hitting political activist, or in the case of NJ Cody, hard hitting <laughs> stand up comedian who tells it like it is. The next, you're crossing to Dickie Wilkins for the latest Gold Coast celebrity gossip, <laughs> and telling old people which ampole they should go to to get to the cash cow. <laughs> Slippery slope, buddy. Not doing either one of those things yet. <laughs> TikTok. Lockdown knocks out any more of these tour dates and I'll have all your, your Hollywood showbiz goss. Yeah. <laughs> and a Dickie, Wiggle, Dickie Wilkins haircut. Um, Mate, he's looking good for 87 or whatever he is. That's amazing. Dickie Wilkins. Again, bit lighter hair, not like the, the dark, uh, you know, what cynics would say, nugget boot polish hair that you see on some men. But yeah. uh, still, no grey. Yeah. It is smarter. Go lighter with the dye. Yeah, right. I don't know, man. I don't think it stands out as much because old guys as well, generally not in the sun as much, they're getting paler as their hair gets darker. Impossible. Yeah. You know what stands out even less? Just dignity. (laughs) Just let it go. Just let it ride like the rest of us. (laughs) So um, Julianne, she's having a nap. And uh, what do you know? A nine-year-old girl walks past and bumps into a seat. Well, I'm on her side already. Yeah. Well, yeah, she did what anyone in the same situation, particularly a public figure, would. She called the girl a little savage, as well as what's described in the Washington Post as a particularly foul four-syllable word. So once again, the free American press can print what they like until it nudges the Christian sensibilities of its readership, at which point you protect the public from themselves. What would Woodward and Bernstein think of that? <laughs> I assume the four-syllable word, motherfucker. That's my front runner. Yeah. It's got to be motherfucker. Yeah. Although it's sort of beggar's belief to me that you just call a nine-year-old a motherfucker. <laughs> it's an incredible. That's a big leap, isn't it? Yeah. 
Like Little Savage, that'll do. Motherfucker. That's crazy. I mean, you can think it. I'm making an early guess here that, oh, no, 94, probably didn't have to blame mental illness then. You just did stuff. But I'm, I'm seeing some pills in the future of this story. I reckon that's oh. maybe 30 minutes after you've had one. And you're, trying to, you're trying to sleep and you get nudged. That's the pills. I thought you were going to say it's in the heyday of yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. It was right about yeah. then or a few years after that. That was probably on her mind. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. Maybe she was dreaming of that. Um, I mean, you can think it, but we all do, but to actually say that, especially as a political activist whose hot-button issues include... Oh, here we go. Race. Culture. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Gender and their respective economic impacts. I'm not quite sure which of those was first to abandon Julianne when she called a nine year old girl, no less, but who sees gender a motherfucker. <laughs> Crazy. How good just pre mobile phone. Pre pre being filmed. Yeah. I think. Fine. Yeah. Just say whatever <laughs> you want. And just know, full, it's, no one got that. No one will believe you. Oh, of course. I'm a political commentator. I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. It's like the, uh, the Johns brothers up in Newcastle just belting shit out of people on the street. <laughs> Fuck off. No mobile phones yet. Do what we want. We own this town. Leagueies, um, I think, still don't think they're a mobile phone. They don't really know how they work. <laughs> they haven't got around that. The, um, the fun didn't stop here, though. Everyone was out to get Julianne that day. The... Uh, Nine-year-old was just the first cab off the rank. Next up, a flight attendant opened up a can of soda pop for <laughs> for someone and a little bit sprayed Julianne of uh, fizzy pop. Um, could have happened to anyone else on the plane. It just had to be Julianne. And uh, for her troubles there of, getting sp- of, of spraying a bit of soda pop on Julianne, the FA got called a stupid bitch and a whore. Jesus. So dropped a few syllables off there. Day's obviously getting better. Yeah. Well, I try and get corn syrup out of a pantsuit. Oh. Probably a bit rough. So sees the whole straight through it immediately. <laughs> I was looking up Luke's <laughs> my wife's breastfeeding. And I was looking up what's in um what's in formula, right? I've never had to give a kid formula. And I was like, what's what's in there? Mm. In a lot of American ones, corn syrup. Just get them on it. Oh, really? Get them on it early. Wow. Yeah. Corn syrup in the baby formula. In a powdered format, you're talking? Yeah. Yeah. Make anything to powder now, don't they? How good for a newborn. That's amazing. Get a bit of corn syrup in you. Should go natural and stick with sugar in the stuff. Have a little um, baby a baby monster energy, a little screw cap that you can put the teat on. Yeah. <laughs> Up and go. It's already halfway there. Um, the third incident, though, and what are the odds that three separate strangers are out to get the one victim on the same day on the same flight? Some may say uncanny. I say oppression. Uh, Julianne, she had a laptop out as the plane was coming into land. 1994, laptop. So I think we've spoken on an old, old episode. A bloke it was, I think, watching porn on his laptop. Yeah, he was watching porn on, a, on his laptop, yeah. I, the, just the, the weight of a 90s laptop on a fucking tray, it's bending it. I'd snap it, yeah. I've got a little fucking 13-inch MacBook Pro and that you put that down on a, on a seat, on a plane seat tray. Yeah. I can't imagine a 94 laptop. Even just to, there's no way the battery life on that's good. They're not getting much out of it. It's all for show. Like what those things, you had to boot it up, watch some flying toasters while you put a floppy disk in. <laughs> little wonder she was testy. 
<laughs> Although you've got about forty-five seconds to do the work you have to do before that shuts off. Oh yeah, fully charged. <laughs> yeah, kid nudges it. It's over. Start again. <laughs> um, we didn't really know back then how fast computers can and should, as a basic human right, operate. So maybe she was fine. Although she's obviously not in a great mood after being picked on so much already. Um, so yeah, they said put your laptop away. We're coming into land. Julianne, she wasn't having that. She'd already had quite the time. So she's grabbed the arm of the flight attendant and given her a piece of her mind. It's unclear what words she used here, but uh, that was what got her arrested upon landing in DC. Three strikes are out policy in the states. Yeah, that is the third strike. As it turns out, though, as usual, when the when the public facing side of the ledger is pretty full, you just get to cut loose and abuse kids and hit adults. You got to even shit up. Like I imagine, I imagine towards the end of your life, if you've been really good your whole life, you're like, oh fuck this. Tell you I'm going to throw all my chip packets in the ocean. You know, <laughs> start belting people down at the supermarket if they've got 13 items in the 12 and less. Whatever, just do anything. That's why old people are pissed off. I just let them go. Um, I just think a lot of old people are cranky because they did the right or did what they thought they were meant to do the whole time. Yeah. Buy a house and settle down and blow. And then you get to the end and go, I fucked it. I should have done anything but this. Yeah. And now young people are telling them how to think and what to do. Yeah. No, I probably (laughs) won't be having that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, you haven't up to this point. Well, (laughs) okay. I can't see you turning around in your later years. <laughs> maybe. I thought with this, though, maybe it was a getting woken up thing. This probably should be a five-second rule when it comes to getting woken up, whereby you can just yell and do what you want because you're clearly not yourself. Like being woken up from a deep sleep is unpleasant. I know what I'm like. I've fallen asleep on planes before and you do the, Dick. Oh, yeah. Like, who? What? Piss off. Kill you all. And that's about five seconds worth. Go, oh, sorry. No, it's fine. Just start I, swinging fists I told you, you wake up. Have I spoken about the flight on here before that um, a few years back, very hungover, flown back from Sydney or Brisbane to Melbourne, I think, and uh, hopped on the plane, passed out, opened my eyes, and everyone was still, like the flight attendant holding a drink, holding a cup with the water jug still. Yeah. I thought everybody had frozen, but it was Remembrance Day, and they were just doing a moment's silence that that announced. Yeah. And that the end of that announcement had woken me up, and I look around and think, oh, fuck, it's Payne Stewart. Everyone yeah. up here is frozen. You're going to get fucking shot down. <laughs> They're all actors doing one of those impro dances that they do in public. What are they called? Flash mob. Just a the whole flash plane. mob. Yeah. It's a little joke that they play on you, the flight attendant, those kooky flight attendants oh. that you sometimes get. Yuck. Um, yeah, get back to your normal self after you've been woke up and after, after about five seconds, she didn't. That should be a standard facet of society. We should let the nine-year-old motherfucker thing go. The other stuff, that was clearly after the five-second rule. So take what she's given. She was um, got to D.C. Julianne was charged with misdemeanor assault on a flight attendant straight to trial. Wow. She went. Yeah, had to go to trial. It's, what a, it's in that sort of grey area in the 90s when they hadn't quite figured out air rage. Yeah. They go, well, come hard down on this one. Oh, no, we better, you know, they're, they're still undecided what to do. Don't they have a magistrate's court? A lot of things go to trial over there that you think, no, oh, this should just be one person. Yeah, pretty much. Early Monday morning, give you 18 months probation or whatever, move it along. Yeah. You imagine getting called up for jury duty and you think, fuck, oh. am I about to, you know, is this the OJ? Is this OJ Simpson part two? Yeah. Nah. would <laughs> be sick. I mean, I would, I've, I've never been called up, but I, I'd do it, but be so disappointed if it was something like this. You want it to be an OJ or something, like something really exciting. Would you take it? Um, well, I mean, you know, technically you have to. I think you can get out of it easily. Just say yeah. I'm a family man, single income, you know, or I'm a semi-public face. I'm going to get fucking killed. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to do it. I'd be really. I, th- I think it's a roll of the dice. I'd be pissed off if I took three months out of work to get paid about fifty bucks a day or something, and it's a fucking case like this. Yeah, that would annoy me. You want a murder? Yeah, minimum. I love that too, where it's like, no, no, no. You don't get paid much money because you're doing your bit for society. Yeah. And you go, well, what's the fucking judge on? Yeah. <laughs> what's that lawyer on? Yeah. Pinstripe suit. That's not fifty a day. <laughs> I fucking know that much. 
<laughs> Why are we the only ones doing our part for society here? Yeah, fuck that's off. Yeah, get out of pain. <laughs> it's always cash. Um, she pleaded not guilty, obviously, and then she secured the services of none other than Leonard Birdsong to represent her in court. And I, of course, took a brief trip over to LeonardBirdsong.com. <laughs> oh, still going? Oh, yeah. Wow. It features an extreme ECU on the homepage for those in the biz, extreme close-up wow. on, uh, I assume he's bald. You can only see from halfway up his chin to just above the eyebrows. Oh, yeah, first great. shot. But uh, I tell you what Leonard Birdsong is. Yeah. He is a speaker, author, law professor, barber. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Rad. I just did that to fuck you up. You did. You fucking got me. <laughs> father at the end. No. I just put that on at the end because he is a father. <laughs> he forgot to put it on. Did it for him. He's written... He's written dozens of books, including Professor Birdsong's 147 Dumbest Criminal Stories, Florida. Poor. So that's just that's... Florida stories that he's got. <laughs> and that can't um, be just one. That's got to be the first six months of a particular year. Oh, yeah. Like the books are complete with insights from the professor himself, such as when a woman bit her boyfriend's leg when he said he was leaving. Oh. And he, he adds in. She should have been charged with assault and bitery instead. So that's what we're looking at. Wow. This should be on Brecky Radio. Um, yeah. Leonard. <laughs> well, funny I'm, you say that. I, I assume you're going to point out what I'm looking at on his website now. <laughs> Leonard Birdsong Radio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How good. Oh, it's great. This is what you want from an American lawyer. Like it's good to have a laugh once a day, as is Birdsong's adage. There's uh, on his website too. There's an FAQ section, <laughs> and the the first question on it is, "Are you a real lawyer?" Wow. So that's frequently asked. Question two: Are you a real law professor? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's your website. You can. Yeah, I know. You can put whatever you want. I'd skip those. Well, I read this. And it inspired me to put an FAQ on my own very website. But I managed to fuck it up and put it on the footer of every page. <laughs> but then I've figured it out since. It was just makes you think. Had an FAQ it? on every page. Yeah. Now it's just in the bio. So oh, wow. if you're at all interested, head, head over to lukeheggy.com. What have you done? Buy a page. There's an, there's an FAQ. And uh, oh. it's only three questions, but uh, frequently asked. All right. I'm I on think. your website now. Question one Are you a real lawyer? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Your FAQ, very good. Yeah. The FAQ should be, why don't you get someone to make your website? That should be the question. Then the FAQ would have its own section. Just send it to me. I'll put it in there for you. <laughs> I love I love that you've got right. a, a, a great section just stapled at the bottom of your bio. Very good. Yeah. Righto. Well, where else am I going to fucking put it? There are too many pages on my website. I can't just have a special FAQ page. I could actually. You know what? I'm going to screenshot it and uh, I'll put it on the socials. Oh, okay. Good on you, man. Thanks. <laughs> um, the uh, On Leonard's site, the speakership page features offers to come and speak for money on topics such as from legal to laughter, how I became a humour writer, um, as well as how and why I became a law professor who went on to win Professor of the Year Award four times in my career. Bit uh, bit up himself. and I'm not paying someone to come and brag. Yeah. This is a quote. Um, His work in Germany holding hearings for former Nazi Party members who sought visas to travel to the US in the 1980s. This time, Leonard appears to switch to the third person to distance himself from himself a little bit. <laughs> What what do you reckon Julianne, a reasonably active activist, what would she make of her attorney getting visas for Nazis? I reckon not much, at least outwardly. Oh, again, terrible, but I don't I don't want my lawyer having his own podcast slash radio station. Oh fuck no. None of that. Terrible. As long as, as long as he gets her off though, who gives a shit? Um Love his outfit, by the way. 
his dress sense pretty good. Just the blazer over a fucking white Bonds T-shirt. Oh, yeah. With a pocket square. Blazer over a T-shirt. <laughs> Future you. <laughs> There's one big difference between Lennon's photo and mine. <laughs> he hasn't got much hair. That's the one. Um, Over at JulianneMalveaux.com, she has but one book on offer. It's called Are We Better Off? Colon, Race, Obama and Public Policy. Although she has written multiple books in the past, all quite serious in nature, not like Leonard and his trademark sense of humour. Um, not many money, not much money in books anymore, is it? Like, unless it's sensationalism or children's tales where unlikely carnivores and herbivores put aside their <laughs> glaringly obvious fucking differences and go farting somewhere together. The Lion and the Zebra Doing Poos in the Morning Sun by N.J. Cody. <laughs> Hold on, what was the name of my book? What's it going to be? The Lion and the Zebra Doing Poos in the Morning Sun. <laughs> the Gazelle and the Tiger Go Farting in the Forest. That's, you know, it's all yep. the same. By the way, uh, my son wanted to see, he's only ever seen crocodiles and alligators in, in kids' books. Yeah. They're smiling and stuff, doing shuckers. Yeah. And he said, da- he said Daddy, watch Man Catch Crocodile. I said, fuck yeah, we can watch that. Yep. Got YouTube up on the telly, put on a bit of Crocodile Hunter. Yeah. And I don't think he realised how vicious actual crocs were. Oh, man. Yeah. Has not asked for more crocodile footage since. Good. <laughs> Imagine if you never, you never find out. Like kids get sheltered until they're 10 or 12 or something. They see one. Go and say good day, give it a pat. See how you go. You, in uh, going through Canada about 10 years ago, um, uh, there was a tourist pulled over trying to give a bear a sandwich. Oh, jeez. You'd only seen Yogi Bear or something. Yeah. Got something out of his picnic basket. Did he <laughs> lose his head? No, a ranger had to run over screaming at him. Jesus Christ. That's, mm. that's insane. It's fucking, well, <laughs> world's not going to miss people like that, I don't reckon. Nah, let him go. Yeah, big cleaning job on the interior of the car, though. Um, <laughs> oh, was he leaning out of his car doing it? No, no, he was out. He was walking over towards the bear with a sandwich. Oh, right. People had all pulled Jeez. over. My mate and I were on a road trip, so we thought, fuck, what's everyone looking at? Yeah. Just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's got to be something. There's got to be a reason everyone stopped here. And, yeah, it was an adult. UFO. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not in Canada. It's purely an American phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. I saw some bears there. It scares the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. I was on a push bike and I just got out of there quick. When I saw it, you've done similar, haven't you? Yeah, everyone well, yeah. came across a bear on a pushy in Alaska. Everyone talks about oh, the snakes and spiders here in Australia. Nah, fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing compared to a bear. Yeah, I know. Like everyone's everyone's on about that. Oh, the mosquito, the humble mosquito kills more. Yeah, yeah, righto. But I've smashed a lot of them against my wall. <laughs> I could never do that to a fucking bear. Um. Anyway, so Julianne, she's denied all the charges, of course. Said Birdsong. They carried a, a maximum six-month jail sentence at the time. The courts obviously saw that a joke book author was in charge of the defence <laughs> and gave her probation only. World needs her out there in society, hosting her radio talk show, now known of as Essential Work, as you know. <laughs> um, I assume lack of sleep is in jail somewhere in Washington as we speak. That's a clear culprit here in this case. Oh, fuck it, I get you. That gets a lot of celebrities. Gets a lot of celebrities into trouble, lack of sleep. When they're tired, they often say some racist stuff. I've seen it. Well, I've got a nine-day-old at home. Yeah, you should cut loose. Got a few excuses up the sleeve. Sorry, Luch, I've got to go to the shops. Yeah. Shops without a mask and just tell a few people what I think of them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, while I'm fatigued. (laughs) Old... uh, Good old bird song. He he actually had his own radio show at the same radio station as Mel Vote. She's in some pictures with him. He had an overnight radio talk show in 1993. Oh, rough. And, and But then he managed to get the coveted Thursday afternoon slot by 1996. <laughs> Imagine that, being an actual law professor and a lawyer and you're doing overnight radio yeah. on top of that because you just want to be in the spotlight. Never... I've never trusted a something to the stars. 
Like that's far. Like anything, any of them. Trainer, lawyer. Oh yeah, any hairdresser. Getting a radio station lawyer. It's like getting like a fat-headed Australian celebrity carpenter to build you a house in his unsoiled King G's. Oh, no, nah, hang on. Keep his hand with those bricks, Scotty Cam. Nah, looking <laughs> for a camera to talk to. These hands are for gestures only. Is your is your hero, old Scotty Cam? So <laughs> you look up to you and the boys on the work site. Yeah, he's he's got to spend some time talking to the camera, talking about the time constraints of the project in minute detail. Maybe you can be for Scotty Cam. You can be like the dicky knee for the block. Just pop up with some little <laughs> snide remarks, little tips, till I get a hammer across the head. He'd <laughs> learn how to use a hammer then, wouldn't he? Um, <laughs> Could just muck in and help the workers. Hadn't swung a hammer for decades. Too busy being the best builder in the land. <laughs> Happens to the best of them. Anyone to the stars not to be trusted. They just clearly want to be a fucking star themselves, preventing them from doing their fucking job properly. Well, it's like publicists now. Publicists that want to be known. Oh, celebration of the middleman. <laughs> it's uh, been coming on for years. I don't like it. <laughs> I know some of your heroes are. Ferrari <laughs> driving real estate agents, etc. Not for me. I'd like to um, contact Leonard. Oh, he's in Orlando, Florida, obviously. He lives there. Well, yeah, it says contact info. He's in a suite. Lives in a suite. No, no, I assume it's his office. Yeah, right. But uh, Office. Office with the fold out. Speaker, author, law professor. Yeah. Radio. Oh, I clicked on his about in 1993 hosting his overnight talk show. I'm also not a fan of a suit and bow tie. On a radio host. Oh, God. Yeah. I know why I dress like I just put on clothes that I found on the floor when I'm on breakfast radio, and that's because you did. they're the clothes I've got on. Mm. But at least I'm giving it the respect it deserves. Yeah. A fucking suit on radio is always yuck. Ah, oh, fucking having to see pictures of people who work on radio. That's That was the first thing. Mm. Radio hosts on, a, on the side of a bus. <laughs> fucking hell. Chefs. <laughs> I look at chefs now. Cook my fucking food in silence behind a brick wall, please. That's why I'm here. I'm the star. I'm paying. So, yeah. Are you are you one of those at a restaurant? I pay your wages. Like how you talk to cops. <laughs> I think it. I don't say it because I don't want snot in my food. But I don't really need to see what chefs are up to. I know what goes on in kitchens. I've been in them. Just. I would hate to have ever worked in one of those ones. It's open to the to the restaurant. I think worst restaurant to work in, uh, Japanese restaurants where they always everyone has to yell out when you come in. Ah, yeah, so got to do moshi, your moshi. Yeah, is it moshi moshi? Not sure. Is that on the phone? I don't know, but something's getting yelled out. Yeah, you? I know. It's just just noise in the end. But everyone joins in. You're like, fuck that'd do your head in. Yeah, on a packed Friday <laughs> and Saturday, yelling that hundreds of times. <laughs> nah. <laughs> There's a poor bloke cutting up the salmon in front of you. No, thank you. Yeah, in like 360 degrees. Nowhere to hide there. You can't just crouch down and shove something in your face to eat. <laughs> can't scratch your ass. No, nothing. Just got an itch, fucking itchy, itchy ring for your nine-hour shift. No, thanks. I like to think most chefs don't address their itchy ring in the kitchen anyway. Well, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to go. Well, you know, in, in summary, thank goodness Julianne was free to go on and, and just, uh, you know, engage herself in speakership roles unimpeded yeah. by the law, calling nine-year-old a motherfucker. <laughs> Who cares? I don't get to do that. I reckon I'd do time. I reckon, well, I think it's one of my, uh, one of the things about this show that I didn't know when we started it would be just the wide variety of sentences and punishments for people in America based on what they did in the sky. Yeah. You know, because someone like this, nothing, don't worry about it. And then a guy winks at a flight attendant, 18 years. Yeah. The death penalty at the end. <laughs> I don't think it's dependent on the crime. It's the quality of, of defence that yeah. you've got. Fuck you roll up. in and defend yourself, you're fucked. They, they're particularly offended by that. They say they represent the people, the courts, but uh, try representing yourself. See what they say about the people then. No. Nah. <laughs> If I ever get in trouble, I know exactly where I'm going for legal help, a billboard. Yeah. The first lawyer I see on a billboard, <laughs> you're getting a buzz. 
It's the tenacity that you like. A soul type. All right, mate. I'm going to chuff off. That brings us to the end of another episode of Midflight Brawl. Thanks for listening in. Leave a bloody review and rate us on iTunes or whatever you listen on. We do appreciate it. It helps out a lot. Get on patreon.com slash Midflight Brawl. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to, after your plugs, just uh, give friend of the show and fellow comedian Sean Woodland another plug. His uh, oh, his yeah. podcast, Your Hobby is Shit, it's humming along nicely. It's very funny. And it's short and sharp. You get one out of the way on your way to work. No mess, no fuss. Boss, get it done. Sean Woodland's pod. As I said, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl, at midflightbrawl on Instagram. But, yeah, go to Patreon for the extra eps. We've got a live show coming up in Melbourne later in the year as a part of the Great Australian Podcast Festival. Info for that is on Insta and the website. Uh, I think that's it, Heggy. Yeah. Live shows, Done, we don't know mate. what's coming up because we're still fucking in lockdown. Yeah, cancelling shit all over the joint. Anyway. I reckon you're in for a big one in New South Wales, unfortunately. I think so too. Yeah. November will be my first foray back out in the public, maybe. <laughs> don't know. Oh. Anyway. Happier than ever, right, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Copy later. Later. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry. I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 